Welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. Justin, how tired are you, buddy? I'm so tired. I'm ready for a vacation. So for everybody who doesn't know, uh, Justin has been working like 90 hour weeks. Getting up no, at 4, working until 90, 8. But, <laughs> uh, uh, you're not that far off. Uh, and weekends. And weekends, yes, that's, that's uh, correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a... I'm starting to feel it. It's starting to catch up with me, but that's okay. Yeah, and he was even some time off, even so. generous enough to record one day earlier this week because I'm taking off on vacation. So, oh God, nothing. Nice. Ju- Justin <laughs> is is an actual hero. So uh, make sure you say <laughs> nice words to him on Twitter and Discord. He he definitely deserves it. Um, this week we will be talking about the Final Girl Survival Club, a book. No spoilers, but just so you're aware, we will be talking about it. Um, yep. And then we are doing a review of another book. This one full spoilers. Um, a reread for me, a first time for Justin, The yes. Puppet Masters by Robert Heinlein. It will be a fun discussion, mainly because <laughs> of one, Robert Heinlein, and two, uh, the book proper. The, the content the, of this book. <laughs> yes, it's going to be yeah. very. It's going to be a fun discussion, I think. But before all that, Justin. I know you've been busy, but what have you been up to? Have you been playing anything? Have you watched anything? Have you done anything to take your mind off of all the slave labor? Yes, actually. Uh, so I'm continuing to play through Skyward Sword. Um, I think I'm about three quarters of the way. Fun. I hear that. I hear it's like a thirty something hour. Yeah, it's game. long. That's why the motion controls suck because like it's oh, fun for like man. the first hour, and then it's like I'm tired of lifting my shield. <laughs> I am. I'm at the pirate ship okay so i mean i might have i might only be halfway i have no idea um what else um i started playing dead space uh doing that kind of on my laptop in bed and uh i i played final fantasy 14 for the like i restarted it uh played that for like an hour and uh i also started playing red dead online uh, with a buddy of mine. Fun. Going on, on some heists? Uh, no, I literally ran around for like an hour and was like, I don't know if this is fun or <laughs> not. <laughs> um, so I, I might pick away at it a little bit here and there to kind of get some if money. If anything like the GTA the Online, it's uh, probably not my cup of tea. Oh, God, no. It's that, but like you don't have a cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough said. Enough <laughs> or, said. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I watched season i finished season one of wellington paranormal okay um and i'm fine that i have season two and three even though they're not out over here um but it, it's a if you like what we do in the shadows uh you will like this yeah and there's actually a crossover with the movie fun what we do in the shadows um i don't know how much you remember of what we do in the shadows remember, it was a pretty good movie um, Nick, yeah. who is the yeah, like the young mm-hmm. vampire that they turn like probably like in the first little bit yep. of the movie, he actually makes an appearance as that character. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. So other than that, I've just been working. It feels like I don't do anything else. So uh, what about you? <laughs> uh, so for myself, uh, on Monday this week, we recorded our second episode of the Untitled Nick Cage show. It was of the TV pilot in the very first. Uh, per, uh, performance from Nick Cage, the best of times. That was something. 
uh was it the worst of times it wasn't the worst of times um yeah nick cage and crispin glover like crispin glover's in it too that's marty mcfly's dad and back to the future um you can tell that they're like destined to be like decent actors like decent to good actors everyone else is kind of rough um but like nick's it's we didn't know if we would get like because one of the segments of that show is like quotes and we got like two very like opposite quotes and it was like actually hard to pick like like, oh, like he gives weird. this big long monologue about war and then okay. he also at one point in the movie talks about like beach like uh, girls on the beach okay hitting them on the the with the hot and cold it's apparently. just it's, right it's very game. weird but you should definitely go check that out we also talked about uh there's some controversy with the new masters of the universe tv show Oh yeah, isn't aren't like men's activists? Yes, yes, AKA yes. Babies. And then on the same note, we also talked about the last of us too. There was some recent drama over on the subreddit. Oh, what what is that? I didn't know. So the last that. of us two subreddit is designed oh, to hate the last of us yeah. part two. Uh, oh yeah, it's there was oh, a review yeah. that came out. It's so weird. It came out last year um, from girlfriend reviews. Um, Oh, oh, the death threats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, we talk about that at length. You can listen to that when it comes out. Uh, but basically, it's just, like, like she definitely was a little condescending because she made a comment, like, if you hated the ending or you wanted Ellie to kill Abby, that, like, you you lost your soul along the journey or something. And if you listen to our review, like, that was, like, my big thing, right? It's, like, I felt like it yeah, wasn't yeah. realistic. It was, like, it wasn't... The game was so grounded in realism, and then that last kind of bit. But obviously, nothing that she could have done justifies people trying to like threaten her to die and to kill her. So people need to move the yeah. fuck on. Like again, I criticize the plot, the gameplay, and the story and the graphics in that game are like yeah. on a different level. I mean, I don't understand how people get so upset <laughs> over it's it's a review. I like, know it's because it's, it's a girl reviewing. Review. It's because it's a girl reviewing. Oh, man, that's it's so stupid, Jay. Like honestly, yeah, you know what's it's... kind of funny? I've actually been thinking about oh. replaying The Last of Us One and Two. Oh, playing really? Dead Space well, I mean, has kind of tickled that desire a little oh, bit. Hey, just wait. We still got Dead Space Two and Three coming. I know. Um, so I'll, I'll continue on that note then. Um, okay. I started Dead Space for the first time. Yes. Uh, I told you, and I've told other people who've asked me, uh, my, my very brief thoughts on it are that it's like The Legend of Zelda met Silent Hill. It's in space. In space. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very good. There are some control things. In particular, there's an asteroid little game you have to do that put me to my limits. It, it seems like if you were to be able to up the sensitivity, it was not hard. So I, I I do have a, I, so I, I didn't up I I actually I'm I'm a little bit past that now. Okay. I think I'm just I'm at uh, chapter seven. I'm on chapter eight, ten, so I'm ahead of you. Okay, um, I didn't turn the sensitivity up. Did you be in your but, first try? Uh, yes, you're such a bastard. <laughs> Well, so what I did, though, is I didn't worry about the asteroids off to the side because yeah. they only did 1% of damage. Mm-hmm. 
and I just worried about everything. That's probably that my problem. Is like I don't know. I suck. I get, I like spent a whole hour, stepped away, and came back to be another half an hour. It's like the only part of the game, and I finally figured out zero G jumping. I was trying to hit them both at the same time. You have to aim and then push triangle to jump. I was trying to do it both at the same time, and I was. Oh, uh, I, I was I was wondering what you because I I mean you've obviously messaged yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's with this and I, I was like i don't know it's it's fine for me yeah. so i don't know but that makes sense now okay. yeah um a couple more things then uh i have next week on tuesday the last master challenge releases for vault of glass and destiny 2 and i will have another title i will have the um fate breaker title uh, for doing all the challenges in that um it's been a lot of work it's been very hard i want to thank my the clan i recently joined for for helping me on the journey but yeah i'm about to get my second title and this one was far harder than the last raid title <laughs> far harder <laughs> so are, are you gonna get the next one that comes so know the next one's not coming out for like two more there. seasons so i have some time but the guys and i've been talking okay. and we want to go back to the old raids and get those too because oh, okay. this, right this, this new clan i joined um they're very PVE focused, which is like my big thing, right? Like I don't, I don't like yeah, doing yeah. PVP. I suck. Like I'd rather go with some friends and like be swole, right? Um, so yeah, they're all on board with it, which is kind of fun. And they, oh, nice. they're all about like low man challenges and like doing like hard player versus environment stuff, which is where I'm at with okay. it. I got Gardevoir and Pokemon Unite. Uh, she just came out today. Um, I had saved up coins, hoping that a mom that I actually liked would come in. Pokemon Unite is not bad. Um, the biggest... I've never played a MOBA before. Okay. My biggest complaint, though, is that they have set it up in a way that if you don't spend money and you try to play competitive, you're going to crash. I, I, I am surprised that you're still playing it, because I know you mentioned last week when we recorded that you started playing and that you're only going to play for a couple days. Yeah, It's got its hooks in the eye. When I was listening to the audiobook... Or when I was like editing today or something, it's yeah. very nice. Like a Eunice pulp match, it's like a ten minute match. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and it's. I'm not gonna check it out, but interesting. yeah, I don't think you'd have time for it. Uh, and then two last things. I Spotify was telling people about like their top listens and their where their their top fans are. Found out I am in the top three percent of Kanye West listeners. Wow. See, it, it's weird because like can Canada always gets that like a week later, yeah. so I won't find out until like next week. I I started um, my Spotify account yeah. in 2015, and since then I have over 85 hours of Kanye West listening. And when you think like each song is like three minutes long, oh boy, oh boys, <laughs> oh boys, right? Um, <laughs> especially because this past year I really haven't listened to Kanye. So it's just been what. Well, what was it called? Spotify. It, I opened up the app and it came up. It was like the top fans or something. Mm. I'm gonna look mine up right here quickly. Yeah, because Devin couldn't find hers either. Because like I said, I just opened mine up and it popped up. Oh yeah, and then the last thing. Um, I mentioned it already a little bit earlier, but I'm going on a long weekend uh, vacation. It's me and Devin, and then Steven, If you've been on the the um, streams, he's the one who helped me along with Justin beat uh, Dark Souls three. And his fiance, and we're just going. We got a little uh, house on the lake down in South Carolina. And we're just going to post up and chill by the water and relax for three days. 
That'll be nice. So, so, so three days. So you said you... we're leaving tomorrow morning at three thirty in the morning. So in like five, six hours oh. from now. Uh, well, hey, you know what? You know who will be awake? You. I'll send you a little it's message. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're coming back Sunday around like twelve thirty, one o'clock. Oh, so I did find out something. Okay. Sorry, quickly uh, with the top fans yeah. thing. It's uh, if you've listened enough to top, today's top hits. But I don't listen to playlist. that playlist. But uh, but it's, it's I don't think it's just today. Like I'm, so, I'm assuming there's some Kanye on there. So they would put his, uh, his artist. Okay, okay, but still, eighty five so hours of Kanye could be what. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's a lot of Kanye. Like I don't need so Lynn is the performer who does this uh, the Persona Five yeah. music, um, and I listen to there's I think there's four tracks that I listen to daily every morning to start off my morning. Okay, I'm doing that since January first. I do it every day. I feel like that's not even eighty five. I doubt hours. it. I really doubt it. Yeah, like damn, it's a lot of Kanye. Yeah, it's a lot of Kanye. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to uh, seek help. But, all right, so last thing before we get into Pup Masters, we want to take a quick second yeah. to talk about The Final Girl Survival Club by Grady Hendrix. We reviewed Southern Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires already on this podcast. Yes. I read it. I liked it. I asked Justin to do it. We tackled it. Um, yep. Something similar to this one, except I had a lot more passion behind this. Um, I didn't tell yeah, I told Justin barely anything. Basically, I just said, like, if you, it was, like, last Thursday. Honestly, it was last when we recorded last. And it was, like, you like slashers. It's a short read, especially for an audiobook. Yeah, it was, like, 14 and change hours, I think. You should take a, a crack at it. So yeah, you took a crack at it, and you finished it. Oh, yeah, I listened to... So I, <laughs> I, I got about halfway the first day... And then I stopped because I didn't. I, I I like to have if I listen to an audiobook. Yeah. I like to kind of make sure it's gonna last the whole day. I don't like to just listen to like an hour and that's it. Sure. Okay. Be- because of my work all day, so it's I listen to like eight hours at least. So I, w- I wanted to save kind of a big chunk for Monday. So I listened to like a bunch of it on Friday, mm-hmm. and then I finished it off on Monday. And uh, yeah, because it, it's weird because. I have been seeing it like I know some of the zombie girls over on their Discord mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That was the first time I, I actually like, oh, okay. heard about it coming out. Yeah, and, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I'm going to put that." So I put it on my wish list in uh Audible. I almost said uh, yeah, Audible. I almost said Audacity. <laughs> um Audible. And then yeah, after you read it and told me to read it, I figured why the hell not? I got a credit, so Yeah, so again, uh I don't want to spoil anything. It's a, yep. obviously the title kind of tells you what it's really about, and I would just say if you yes. like slashers, even just even if, if you were aware of like the Michaels and the Jasons and the Leatherfaces, this is a read you want to take. Um, I thought it was real. Uh, I, yeah, I would say like to that point, like yeah, even if you have just like a general passing yeah. knowledge of horror, especially like the eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties kind of stuff, like. I will say you're going to need to give the book a couple chapters because it absolutely throws a lot of names and people and things at you. But as the story goes on, all those things become more clear. But I I would just say you're you're going to need to go through that. I'm not sure if that was probably even worse than the Audible book, I would imagine. Oh, no. No, I mean, honestly, I think it was like within the first hour. It was okay. But uh, because they talk about I know I'm trying to talk around yeah. it, but they talk about the people yes. and then 
give you brief snippet snippets mm-hmm. of it. But no, I, I really liked it. We had a really good yeah. uh, spoiler text hidden conversation on the Zombie Girls <laughs> book uh, thread uh, talking yes. about um, one of the characters. There's a, there's a, there is a section. It's, it's so funny. The section in the book literally has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. But I don't want to <laughs> yeah, give it away. Really. And it's the one thing that stuck with me the most. And I think all of the, op- the all the things we've talked about that it could possibly be are very, very intriguing. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I mean, I, I like it. I want more people to read it. I think it's a really fun discussion, and I'm a fan. Have they said who uh, Mrs. Throne is playing, Charlie's Throne, who's playing? I bet she'll be playing Lynette, but we'll see. I think so, eh? I'm wondering if she's going to play... Um... Adrian? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, obviously... Read um, the book and find out what HBO, we're talking about. I, <laughs> and I believe it was HBO. It is. It so you're going to yeah. get your gore. Okay, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I like it. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. All right. That's one book with no spoilers. This yeah. next one, <laughs> all the spoilers, and I'll have a lot of stuff to talk about Robert Heinlein. So, Justin, let's talk about Pop Master. That's all we can use so Metallica doesn't come and sue us and take away our, I'm our patron know, money. I'm surprised if we can get away with that much. <laughs> but yes, The Puppet Masters is a novel that came out in 1951 and is from acclaimed science fiction author Robert Heinlein. Sometimes called the Dean of Science Fiction, Heinlein was a pioneer in hard science fiction. Justin, do you know what hard science fiction is? Is that like science fiction that takes place in the future? <laughs> No. So it's it, good guess. Oh, okay. so it is it's sci-fi that has a very explicit emphasis on making sure that the science expressed is based on like real life physics and like scientific principles. So he never put anything into his work that he didn't think could be justified by like future research. And we'll get into some of his guesses uh later on that were like really close. So instead of like like, like crazy mm-hmm. scientific guesses, like all his sci-fi were all based on like what he thought would actually happen based on the scientific principles that were around him at the time. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's actually kind of cool. Like it's yeah. Uh, his writing style also prided itself in the reader having critical thinking skills, i.e., laying out plot points in the very beginning that stack up upon later understanding throughout the novels. He was well known for plots that highlighted provocative situations that challenged conventional social norms, uh, i.e. Ben Shapiro would not be a fan of some of the discussions that ben, at, uh, Robert Heinlein had in his novels. We'll get into that a little bit more later. He is among the big three of sci-fi writers. And he, Do you know the other two that are kind of considered the big three? Um, okay, so there's Robert yep. Heinlein, and then I'm going to guess... I don't know. Uh, Isaac, Ad- <laughs> I, I Isaac don't Asimov? Know. Okay, yeah, the name sounds familiar. I'm sure I would know. And Arthur C. Clarke. I don't know. Okay, um, I will pull up and give you some novels. So from Asimov, J. His boat, according to Wikipedia, which is always the best place to go for it. Again, my computer sucks. <laughs> um, Foundation and Earth, the Galactic Empire series. Um, Nightfall, Lucky Star, which is a really good one. Lucky Star is a really, really good. That's a young adult, though. And then Arthur Clarke, 
uh, he wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey, the screenplay for the film. Okay. 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 Among other things. But those are the big things that they have done, right? Yeah. Okay. Some of his most famous works, this is Heinlein now, include Starship Troopers, which was a scathing critique of militarism. Um, I'm sure if you haven't read the book, you've seen the movie. So you kind of know what it was talking about. Yeah. Like critiquing yeah, the yeah. military industrial complex and all that jazz. The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, which pissed off a lot of people because it talked about plural marriages. Friday, which upset a lot of people for having competent, scientifically advanced women who were, who were overtly sexual. And Stranger in a Strange Land, another alien story. He won four Hugo Awards, several posthumous retro Hugo Awards. He predicted a lot of crazy future tech, such as waterbeds, computer-aided graphic design, so AutoCAD for the computer designers yeah. out there, and cell phones. I use AutoCAD. Do you? <laughs> yes. And cell phones. It's the bane of my existence. He talked about uh, cell phones 35 years before Motorola developed the technology. Damn, that's like that, uh, oh man, I forget the commercial that is like, you'll send effects from the beach, but really it's an email. Yeah, anyways. Uh, he was incredibly progressive on race issues and race equality and used his literature to highlight how in the future, the racial hatred that existed during his time would be viewed as dumb. And a direct quote, well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, was he very good about his like gender equality? That's the next thing. Too, a quote about his okay. view on race. And finally, okay. this is from Highland. And finally, I believe in, in my whole race, yellow, white, black, red, and brown, in the honesty, courage, intelligence, durability, and goodness of the overwhelming majority of my brothers and sisters everywhere on the planet. I am proud to be a human being. But in a lot of his books, he has, like, characters of different colors, but he just doesn't talk about yeah. it. Like, he, he just has them there as equal and doesn't, like, go and doesn't make them caricatures, which was yeah, yeah, very progressive at the time. Highland is also... A little bit of a problematic figure when it comes to feminists. Ah, here we go. <laughs> According to uh, critic Gary Westfall, Heinlein is a yep. problematic case for feminists. On the one hand, his work often features strong female characters and vigorous statements that women are equal to or even superior to men. But these characters and statements often reflect hopelessly stereotypical attitudes about typical female attributes. It is disconcerting, for example, that in an expanded universe, Highland calls for a society where all lawyers and politicians are women, essentially on the grounds that they possess a mysterious feminine practicality that men cannot duplicate. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get it. We're going to talk about it, but it's very... That's going to be the most, I think, most interesting thing about this conversation about the have of the book, right? Um, he put women in power in his books... He made women, like, strong characters at times. But the way he described the man-female relationship and the way that his most usual male protagonists describe and interact with female characters is something we'll discuss. <laughs> yep, yep, that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, but Pup Masters is a novel about an alien parasitic invasion that very much echoes all of the Red Scare stuff taking place in America during the, during the time of the novel's writing. A fun thing about the aliens here are that they are not from Mars, but they come from the moon Titan, one of the moons of Saturn, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, especially for... I'm horrible with dates and I 
No, you just said it, but what was it like? It was like the 50s. 51. Right? It was 50, 51. Mm-hmm. I was going to say 53. Um, but I mean, yeah, I figured everything then would either be, it's either from the moon or from yeah. Mars. But no, he... There'll be three main characters we'll be discussing. Sam, our protagonist. Mary, the femme fatale slash uh, end of the book baby maker slash Venus pioneer. (laughs) And the old man, who we find out is Sam's dad and might be one of the worst, most manipulative people in all of literature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's bad. Uh, The version that we have, Justin... Uh, is the unabridged version. In 1951, over 36,000 words were cut by the editor against Robert Heinlein's wishes. The majority of that had to do with all the references to sex. Do you remember the blonde that Sam wakes up next to at the very beginning of the novel? They cut all of that. They didn't want to encourage promiscuous... They didn't want their character to start off as a promiscuous, like, sleep around. I mean, it's the 50s. I can, you know... I guess I get Do it. you I recall know. how one of the big things in the novel, when it comes to Mary, like one of the special traits she has that all of the guys don't have when it comes to the aliens, is that the ones who are being ridden by the Titans um, aren't, aren't interested in her. She could pick up on it. All yeah. that shit was cut. Okay. Yeah. It's just crazy because it's that weird. was integral. Yeah. Like that's the reason why she was the president's like right hand person for a while is because yeah, it was it very literally it, it was important up until like the last quarter of the book. Basically, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Adaptations. In 1958, Brain Eaters, which was a sci-fi film from uh, Bruno Visoda, had a lot of similarities to Pump Masters, almost like a direct copy. So Heinlein sued them for plagiarism and got $150,000 in damages. Damn. 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 And <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, and Heinlein also made it so that they could not use his name in anything on the screen or uh, like promotional stuff. Like okay. he, he banned them from being able to use him. I'm trying to think of other fun things. I have a lot of notes here. Um, The story is kind of echoed in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, in the original episode of Star Trek In the Outer Limits as well. Did they ever actually make like a proper feature film of this movie? It was. uh, In the 1994 film of the same name, it followed this story rather closely, except for the setting, which was changed to like modern day, where we lost a lot of the advanced tech. And it was yeah. not successful with either critics or the public. Like, this book is huge. That movie flopped yeah. hard. Yeah. I mean, even if they did try to have, like, the tech 90s CGI. I mean, we saw it in, uh, oh, my God. Guyver? I'm just completely blanking. Not even Guyver. The space movie. They're in space. The hell on the spaceship. Oh, Event Horizon. Yeah. God, Event I love that like, movie. You know, all right. All right. <laughs> so why did I pick this book? The biggest thing yes. is its influence. And the biggest influence that it had had on Jack Finney, which will influence a lot of other things. So Jack Finney wrote The Body Snatchers in 1954. And it's a very similar pre- uh, premise, but in Body Snatchers, you can't see them. Like the, the Titans ride the backs, right? In Body Snatchers, yeah, yeah. they're on the inside. And as we talked about when we laid out what's coming up in the future, what's wrong? 
You questioning me? I was going to... No, I, I was going to say, so uh, Body Snatchers, yeah. does that have anything to do with, like, is it the same as, like, Invasion That's of the Body Snatchers? That's what you're going to say. Invasion of the Body okay. Snatchers is based off of the Body Snatchers, which was an adaptation of Pubmaster. What about Invasion of the Body Squeezer? I don't even know what that is. That is... But I would the, guess probably. Uh, it's the Goosebumps. Oh, oh. so yes, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, that's all I really have for background and stuff. Like I said, there's a lot of really interesting things, and I, we started with this because yeah. this is the invasion story. So let's talk plot. Before okay. getting into the gender of it all. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, will, I will leave that. For it is important to talk about. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. But yeah. we are talking alien invasion stories. This is one of the originals yes. and a lot of the ones that are people build off of. Yeah. I contend the story is great. The story. I, I would agree. I think that the majority of the story, okay. I, I think it definitely has its dips. And the, when those dips happen, it's like, oh, like, what are we doing yeah. here? But it also has, like, some of the highest highs that I've had, that I've, like, like read yeah, yeah. slash listened to, whatever, in a book in a yeah. long time. Like, for example, when Sam gets taken. Yeah, it's crazy, right? At the, at the beginning. Like, like, it's, like, in the first, yeah, like, 100 yeah. pages. And it like, and it just happens, and it's not like, oh, I've been taken mm-hmm. over, so now I'm doing this. No, it's like, it's him still, but it's just he is not in control. Yeah. Basically. Oh yeah, and yeah. like, so you have that. So the, okay, a little bit of background for myself. I read this right after watching The Faculty as a kid, because in The Faculty okay. they name drop it. Like they're they're, they're having a conversation, yeah. and they're like, oh, come uh, on, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and talking about how Jack Finney is like, no, Puppet Masters started it. Puppet Masters was the original invasion story. And then that was how I found out about it. Um, okay. There are a lot of really interesting plot points in this that I really like. You mentioned, I loved, you're, you're totally right. When he gets captured, it's like, it doesn't like explicitly say it, but. It was just like he was wrestling yeah. with them and then now he's just, he's just leaving. And it goes about like, like what his, what he was doing while he's being captured. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's very it's very interesting. It's a really, really, really well done little segment, I thought. I mean, I will say this now. That is probably one of my favorite parts of the so book there, because it's just like, okay. Go, 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 go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say because, like, it is – I would think that now a lot of writers would point yeah. it, basically shove it in your face that it was t- – that he was taken over. But, no, it was just like – it was seamless. Like, I was wrestling with them. I fell to the ground. I got back up, and I brushed and the old man off, comes back for him to capture him, and it's like it's it's yeah. done very well. So I like that. I love how the old man manipulates him to putting the Titan back on. So yes. he's in the hospital bed. He's recovering. He's like the first person to actually survive that encounter with the slug. And he goes in there, and the old man who he knows his dad right hands him yeah. a gun and says, "Kill it." It's yours. It was yeah. it was your Titan. You can kill it. And it's like, well, you're using it for research. And it's this big moral thing. He's like, I'm not going to do it. And Mary, who we <laughs> immediately he fell in love with. He asked her to marry within like the first 30 pages. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll uh, get there. So the old man brings Mary out to write it, right? And then, obviously, Sam's like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, you're, you're an asshole. You're both assholes. Yeah. He puts it back on. They get it off. 
he storms away, super angry, slaps Mary, which is going to come back again. We're going to talk about it. Uh, yeah. Because that is a turning point for somebody <laughs> in this in this book. <laughs> and then his dad comes in there to talk to him. He's like, all right, whatever. You got your wish. I want to kill it. It's like, no, I already did. Like, it's just like, yeah. it's just all this tension and like, it just really highlights how much the old man sucks. Sucks, yeah. sucks, sucks. Yes. The last part that I really like is when they get married and they go off to wedding bliss or whatever. That part's kind of yeah. boring, personally. I think it's dumb. Yeah, no, I, I, I What I yeah, love is, very... is how he mentions they have this cat that roams around. And throughout the novel, they're always kind of mentioning people who are a little bit out of place, right? Like, nothing yeah. crazy, but just they don't quite fit, right? And so we meet this yeah. one character who they have a very brief interaction with about how he is just kind of off. But then it's like pages and we don't hear about him again, right? Yeah. Well, that cat likes to roam around the property. Yeah. And before bed, Mary goes to let the cat in and it has this new form of slug on it. And I just, yes. I love that because I think that's scary. Oh, I agree. I mean, it's, they have learned... They are learning and adapting how to well, do Well, it's just it like before. you thought you were safe. They're in this cabin in the middle yeah. of the woods. Like, there's a one guy at the bottom of the mountain who they interact with very briefly, and then the cat, and they think they're fine. And it's like, even in this place yeah. where you should be safe, you're still, like, at risk. And, like, Mary gets captured, and Sam has to, like, sh- fry off her back, and, like, he burns his hands, yeah. and the cat dies. And it's like, I don't know, like, I just think that's really scary, because, like, could you imagine, like, like yourself in that situation like think like it's just nope <laughs> like yeah. i just i find that when it comes to invasion horror and all that kind of stuff really yeah. really well done yeah i agree i but like like you mentioned like i think there for all its highs there are some lows like you mentioned the wedding stuff <laughs> is up until that point it's just kind of like all right, yeah there's you know what's gonna happen like well we don't know what's gonna happen well the only thing that makes it a little more swallowable is finding out the old man planned it all so he could get her pregnant dude the old man might be the worst character we have had on this podcast he is just (laughs) the worst oh my god and like uh, so when they're like going down to like retake society basically Uh, are you talking about the viral spread okay yes yeah I, I feel he kind of forced the old man kind of forced himself onto that mission. Yes. And I honestly, he had mentioned that he was curious about how it was to have one ride. He, I mean, personally, I think so. We find out eventually that he got infected yep. or whatever. He's being ridden by a Titan. I personally think he did it absolutely 100%. He knew it was his last 100%. chance. And I think that that part to me was just kind of like after so it, it comes after a pretty gruesome discovery on sam's account with the girl in the Describe apartment it. you can go for it okay uh so yeah they're going basically they're going down to get rid of the titans because they made them all sick with the seven day nine yeah so basically um the way they found out they can kill it is that a lot of people have been vaccinated <laughs> we're gonna talk about that yeah. <laughs> against a lot of diseases right but if they heat the human body up, the parasites can't survive it, but the humans will. So they'll they yep. spread a 
like a biological weapon, right? They spread this yeah, very yeah. mild fever that's going to cause people to get sick, but will kill the slugs. Yes. And then they have to like they have a certain they have like three or four days or something like that to get yep. to them before their body temperatures raise too high and they die. Whatever. But uh, Sam goes into an apartment and he finds I, I forget how the mother dies. I think she has her head bashed in, and the dad has killed himself, and the daughter's just like sick in mm-hmm. bed. And then he hears his dad calling, and he just basically leaves her and mm-hmm. runs. Um, and then yeah, we find out that he's been uh, his dad has been taken, if you will, uh, on purpose. And I forget how they get, I forget he's already in the car. Yeah, they get in the car, they're flying the away, and Sam, like, kicks the, kicks, like, the, the, the steering column, so, like, he flaps back and it squishes the Titan, and they crash. Yeah, right, right, right. And then it's, it's a lot of, like, oh, I'll always be here for you, Dad. I know, the dude sucks. It's, the dad's the worst like, person ever, man. It makes it, Jet it, looks weird. like Barney. <laughs> yeah. It really does because it's parts like that that I'm just like, all right, come on. Like, I know he's your dad, but like, he's the fucking he's worst. He's the worst. Like, he might as well have caused the yeah, whole I thing, know. basically. It's like, a, yeah. like for a brief moment, he's like, no one's listening to me. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go to the beach and let things get worse, and then you'll listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The old man, what an I stand by it, is the worst character we have ever had to talk about from his manipulation and just pure, like, pragmatic evilness uh it's been three years i i i'll okay. have to like i, I just like i, I remember reading the novel the first time right. like, man you're a fucking dick and then going through it again it's like you are a fucking dick um yeah, other fun things um i liked how mary came from this cult right and she had like, the first kind of encounter with the slugs which is why she was so important to the old man which again like he sucks and yeah. um, so that's really cool. And then I think the biggest thing I want to talk about before we head into believability, Justin. Oh, wait, sorry. We talk about the feminism stuff. So yes. last time I talk about for the feminism stuff is I'm not sure if you got this vibe while listening to it. But did you okay. get a lot of COVID anti-vaxxer people not willing to do the right thing for the benefit of the whole society vibes? So a little bit i i don't have to i am th- thankful enough that i don't have to deal with a okay. lot of that on a day-to-day basis there's literally like one person at my work but they even though they're like that they still got the vaccine okay. um so i don't really have to like i'm not confronted with that daily yeah. i know a lot of people are unfortunately uh but no i did not because i don't really have to deal with that like in my face anyways obviously like you go on twitter or watch the news or anything it's all over the place but so for myself yeah. in america it really hit home like the fact that they like yeah. people couldn't get on board this take their shirts off like that's literally all you have to do yeah like literally you take your yeah. shirt and like like how congress was driving their feet against it and doing all this crazy stuff like yeah some of them were being ridden but a lot of them weren't and i don't know man a lot of this stuff was like god damn we have not gone far in 70 years nope <laughs> we're basically at the same well yeah yeah just, i mean you, you know what i mean uh, we're, it's just we're like basically at the same step. it's just yeah, like yeah. come on like what it that kind of stuff always depresses me is that the right word like it just makes me sad uh, that like I we've come that, so yeah. like we wanted to think we've come so far and yet like it's the same now 
Yeah, basically. it really it just really bums yeah. me out. It, hap- it happened when we were reviewing um, cra- the crazies. Remember, like yeah. right at the beginning of the pandemic, when like Larry wanted to go <laughs> buy a assault rifle in like two hundred rounds and strap up for war. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a time to be alive. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I I like this book from my plot perspective. I like how much yes. the old man we hate him, but for the majority of it a lot of what he's trying to do is right and we know it but we just still hate him for like being so yeah. cold about everything um yes okay let's talk about the treatment and description of mary and other so women but bef- mainly mary since she's a key character so before we even get to that I do want to mention the fact that they do mention, uh, oh, maybe some of the reason the men aren't into you is because they are, quote unquote, an unfortunate. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) There's so much that I forgot Uh, about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, oof, it's bad. Uh, So to, to just really, really, really highlight what we're talking about here i mentioned yeah. that when sam thought mary tricked him into sitting in the chair to get ridden again oh my god yeah he he walks out he's all pissed off but i mean being possessed or possessed or, or controlled by a slug i'm sure it can't be good right um yeah and he slaps her not yeah. good yeah not good you shouldn't hit women no i mean oh no, god no not at all uh so they're getting married and they're talking about how they love each other. Or he says he loves her. And I texted you this because I totally forgot this line. Yep. And her quote, I believe to be 100% exact is, I loved you ever since you slapped me. Yes. The moment I knew I loved you was the moment you slapped me. And, and there are some other quotes where they realize that the old man planned their vacation on her menstrual cycles so that she could get pregnant and they're talking about it and she asks him do you want me to be pregnant and she's like i'll do my very best for you yeah it's a lot of like but the thing is that just... follows the beginning of the book where sam describes her like a misogynist douchebag Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's just as bad. I mean, I think at one point in time, him and the old man are speaking, mm-hmm. and he mentions, uh, obviously, I'm, I don't know word yeah, that's for fine. word. I don't remember word for word, but he sa- basically says that, oh, she would do better just to shut up and know her place, yes. basically. And, and so, but kind of the dichotomy, it doesn't talk there's like a switch, right, that kind of happens in this book. At the beginning of the book, yes. the men talk about Mary really shittily. But the character of Mary is a badass. Like, oh yeah, she's like got like the perfect. She's like the best shot. She's the best shot. She's like the old man makes it very clear that like Sam can his own son will be cannon fodder before Mary is because she's more valuable as an agent. She's picked to protect the president, basically an assassin, Mm -hmm. basically like a. So she's there's a lot of misogynistic bullshit that they they talk about her with and describe her and stuff, which is just not fun to read or listen to. Especially the the narrator for this was probably my least favorite I ever had before. His way he talked is Mary made me want to vomit. He 
oh, it was the worst, and he was very yeah. It was it was rough. Just, it was rough, yeah. especially for a novel that has so much like crazy things happening. Not very good. Yeah. Um, but then the slap happens, <laughs> and Mary kind of goes away because she's protecting the president. But when she, her, and Sam finally like kind of reconnect and like patch things, patch, patch things up and go get married and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, the character of Mary is less badass. She's like submissive not only to Sam but all the men around her. Like they're like seeing what she's getting like checked by the cops and this badass Mary is kind of like this subservient Mary. All of a sudden, granted yeah, she just, she's just yeah, granted she just got ridden and burnt right, but like her whole like character dynamic changed. And this kind of goes back to what we mentioned, what I mentioned earlier in the background notes, right? Is that yeah. if handled properly, and then like in today's time, I think the character of Mary could be like really badass and really good and really progressive. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I I, I agree. Like I I think she is for like the first half of the book one of the strongest she's my favorite character like she is like, yeah yeah she is basically like the badass of the book and then halfway through she gets married and then becomes barefoot and pregnant or trying her best for her husband yep yep oh god yeah and so Just... it, it really highlights what that what that critic was talking about right where like yes Heinlein was doing things with women in his book that no other writer was doing like giving them authority and overt sexuality and competence, but still falling into the stereotypes that existed in the time and even today of like putting women in these cages and the maternal role yeah. and like describing their body before describing like what they actually were and like being talked down to by men, even if they were below them. And I will say <laughs> every time, every time Sam meets a new woman, it is. Oh, she jiggles. Yeah, yeah, she she had a tight body or whatever. It's it's the way women are described in this book from the get go is bad. Mary is a bright spot until after the marriage, and then it's like, God damn, they ruined you. Yeah, to no fault of your own, you got married and he ruined you. Yep. Okay. It's not good. It's really if we were we don't give scores to books and stuff, but we were giving scores to books like this would crush scores because oh. Oh, it, it almost makes part of this novel unreadable yeah yeah oh absolutely <laughs> like the whole time he is like half the time he is in the hospital hitting oh, on the one who's married yes yeah <laughs> who slaps mary for him <sighs> oh man. okay let's move on it's not good yeah, it's okay. not good guys <laughs> I, again like i love robert heinlein um i have like almost all of his books. He was like one of my favorite sci-fi writers when I was growing up as a kid. Uh, but as you get older and you realize some of these things, uh, he might have done a lot of good, but he could have done a lot better in a lot of other areas. Yeah, yeah, big time. The unfortunate. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that back up, Justin. Okay. Believability, uh, both then and now. Um, I think in the past, the believability okay. of this is way high. Um, with the Red Scare going on, not being able to trust during the Cold War, and all that stuff happening... I think that the basic premise of not knowing who to trust is yeah. a very easy kind of invasion story to buy into. 
Yeah, see, it's interesting because I, I think that this book in particular, I think you're right, like back during the Cold War and everything, obviously the believability of it mm-hmm. is high. And then it probably went down to next to nothing for the longest time until last year. And that's what I wanted to say. I think if we had done this two years yeah. ago, I think we might have like had higher hopes for humanity. But after seeing what's happened yeah. with COVID and how reckless people have been and how like selfish they've all been, I think if this were to happen now, with how easily you can manipulate media and how much like there's just so much pushback, like Joe Biden would say the sky is blue and you would have about 40% of America being like, fuck you, it's green. Like ready to go, ready to go to war on the fact that it's green. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunately, uh, COVID has definitely put, uh, this book into a, yeah. And I think, and it's crazy because we're going to do invasion of the body snatchers and talk about a lot of different alien invasions. We already did the faculty, right? Where you can't tell you truly cannot tell. And this one, there's a really easy solution. Take your shirt off. Show me your back. Yeah, if everybody took their shirt off. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, oh, it's, been it's, done. And it's yeah. done. Like the, the, the solution is there, right? And it's just so crazy because when he first tells the president about it, he refuses to believe it, even though this guy is the old man is like his top guy, like his number one secret agent man. That man. must really hit home for you with last year. <laughs> and, and, and then he doesn't want to listen to him. And when they do start listening to it, it even happens on the floor of Congress. And that you still have people who are like pushing back on it. And the other crazy thing is you have these people they call renegades who are like simping for the fucking slugs. Like they don't even have slugs on them. They just want to help the slugs by betraying humanity. And like I just isn't that like all of Florida or right like now? the or like the Ben Shapiro, not Ben Shapiro. Like I'll give him credit. He at least is a pro-vaxer. All the anti-vax people. Yeah. Who, by the way, Christ. motherfuckers, Tucker Carlson got the vaccine and he's telling you not to just just in case you didn't know that in case you were unaware same with your boy donald trump donald trump got that shit before anybody else got it so keep that in mind um yeah it's gross i I honestly think that if something like this were to happen we'd be fucked i mean it did happen last year like i mean it really did right like yeah (laughs) so believability i would say of this one is very high even even probably even probably more so than war of the worlds Absolutely, I I agree one hundred percent. And you know what? Like I said, well, and like you mentioned, two years ago, I think it would have been low. I wouldn't have agreed with like a high believability mm-hmm. now, but seeing how last year and even this year and even now still is <sighs> a year and a half later, I'm sure it's still fake. A year and a half later, oh right? yeah, I'm sure it's all a hoax. Pandemic. Oh, even though we try to move away from the <laughs> from COVID after that, we we still always. Here we are again. Okay, writing style. Um, this will probably be pretty brief. Um, we aren't book critics or anything by that means. I mean, obviously, I, I focus on yeah. film. You focus on games. Um, yep. I like Heinlein's writing style. I think that it wasn't done a lot of service in this for the narrator. And I also think that when they made the unabridged version, I think they probably, despite the original editor, put everything back in. Because there are times where his prose gets very bloated. Um, Starship Troopers does not have that problem, which is like, and also like Strangers in a Strange Land and Farmers Rehold, it doesn't have that same kind of issue. Um, but I do think that Puppet Master, in particular, the version that we read, gets bloated at times, and some of the, yeah. and some of it's almost like too prosy. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I think that when he tries to write somebody having basically downtime, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what yes. to do. In this book, anyways. And he so he just kind of throws everything yeah. at them. Because when it's very like go, 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 it is I think it's very on point and it's very good. Obviously the some of the context in there isn't <laughs> yeah. great, but but I think when he tries to slow things down like Sam and Mary at the mm-hmm. cabin, it just kind it's, of... It's rough. And, and again, that segment yeah. has what I think one of the most horrifying payoffs, not yeah. only in the book, but in a lot of books I have read. Like I honestly think that situation is just awful because of his writing yeah. style, which is at that point good, right? Where it's like, she yeah. goes to pet the cat and he goes to check on her. Nothing's really going on. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. But yeah, I think them putting everything back in to spite them cutting it out in the first place, I think kind of hurt the writing style. So um, I guess my question is, I've read a lot of his stuff. Would you be interested in like a Starship Troopers or another one of his sci-fi novels? I mean, I've always wanted to read slash listen mm-hmm. to oh, oh, i'm just gonna say read and yes, we all know uh-huh. i'm fucking talking about audio, oh, audiobooks whatever uh, i've always wanted to read starship troopers i might actually but i don't know if i would go beyond that. i understand that a stranger in a strange land is a yeah. romance it's yeah, an no. alien romance which is very interesting oh, but okay. the only other one that i would say a fan of horror or like sci-fi should listen to really is starship troopers yeah especially okay. if you've seen the movie okay. and liked it the book's even better oh, yeah, it is scathing he hates militarism and he does not hide it it is it, oh, good. it is it is brutal <laughs> it is so funny oh, yeah. Yeah. okay last thing how scary um I have not read a 10-level scary book in a very long time. Um, I think I... And we're not giving a score to it anyway, but I think I mentioned when we reviewed yeah. Salem's Lot, when I read it as a kid, it really scared me. It really did. Um, yeah. I read this as a kid, too, and this it didn't... It didn't bother me that bad. It was a cool story, the invasion thing... But I had seen the faculty, and that was a lot scarier, right? Yeah. This is probably my third or fourth time tackling this book since then as a kid. One okay. second. So, yeah. Um, sorry, we had to take a break. <laughs> there will be a pause in the audio from Justin's wonderful editing, but one of my dogs had a, a poo with a hair attached to it. I had to, <laughs> to go pull out, so kind of <laughs> lost my rhythm. But, yeah, reading this as a kid... Didn't really scare yeah. me. Going back to it this last time, with COVID still happening, you know, and the events yeah. of the last year, so close, it hit home a lot more. And yeah. I mentioned it several times already, but the cabin scene, thinking you're safe and having something that you love, the cat. Betray you, not from anything that it did, but just betray you because you yeah. loved it. Yeah, absolutely. That's hard. And that's a really hard scene to read because it is like, it's not hard to put yourself there. Oh, he talks. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to say this now, a trigger warning to uh, anybody who doesn't yeah. like animal violence. I'm going to talk about it right now. Um, but yes, uh, 
I mean, he talks about the yeah. guy dying. And, like, detail. And, like, gruesome detail. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he yeah. described it in a intention of being like mean a, or, or exploitative. It's just, like, they yeah. love this cat. Mary loved yeah. the cat. The first thing she asked is what happened to the cat. And the, he tried to save the cat, but he had to kill the cat to save Mary. Yeah. So, yeah, that that part is very scary. And then I think overall, I think because of COVID, this novel hits differently. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, if we had read this two years ago, wouldn't think mm-hmm. really anything of it in this department. I mean, obviously there's a... Yeah, I mean, even I think even that wouldn't really hit, at, hit as yeah. hard home. But yeah, this last year is like... It's changed the view on a lot of things. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> okay, so then the last kind of question I have for you, Justin, is I know yes. when you were going through it, you were texting me, as we do. We, we message each other a lot. Uh, yeah. The misogyny is real, and it is annoying, and it is brutal, and oh. it is just over the top. Yeah. Do you feel like between this and War of the Worlds, you have a very... You feel like you have a good platform going into some of these invasion-esque movies we're about to tackle? I mean, they're from the same era, obviously, mm-hmm. to start. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm a little worried after this okay. one. Uh, mostly just how they are going to portray some of the characters. And I think that's... But plot-wise, yeah. plot-wise, I will say I do have oh. high hopes. Uh, Character-wise, character, character wise, my hopes are a little dim, uh, but we'll okay. see. Well, guys, you heard it here first. So, Justin, we're going to play a commercial from the Member Podcast of the Clydes Good Media Network and head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. All right. So our kind of non-movie slash game, yet in my opinion, important groundwork for the Alien season is done. Yeah. And next week we got a game. Hey, yeah, we yeah. do. And it's a game. Got oh dead boy, space. I have some fun stuff for you. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. As I mentioned, I've just started playing it for the first time. I'm enjoying it a whole lot. It's taken me back, honestly, to the Silent Hill one and two playlist, like games that have always been on my radar as a horror fan and never tackled. Yeah. So it's it's been it's been quite a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but that's next week. There'll be a special coming out soon. Keep your eyes on it. If you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you know what's coming. Uh, Justin, any last thoughts? Uh, yeah, two kind of, well, actually a couple quick mm-hmm. things. Um, I do want to say we, uh, here's Johnny, are obviously upset to hear of the passing of Joey Jordanson, former Slipknot drummer. Um, 
Also, uh, I'm not sure if you read today what happened to Bob Odenkirk. I saw it actually last night because I was up late last night. Um, and I was going to message oh, okay. you, but no, you're sleeping. It was like very limited and precious. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was really sad. Is he doing okay? Is there any updates or anything? Uh, yeah, so it, it actually has been updated now that he's like awake and okay and on the rebound, basically. So I know you're a very big fan of Bob, uh, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I love Bob Odenkirk, yeah. Um, other than that... No, not really. I don't really got anything. I just, I, I basically am dead to the world like all the time now. I know. So. I, I know you've been going through a whole lot. So, yeah, soon, soon, okay. just like twenty more weeks. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming along with us. If you have it or you're able to watch and play Dead Space before next week, and until next time, stay scary. Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.